scratch and sniff. My name is Nick Randall. My journey is just beginning. A journey that I hope will open the doors of life to me and link my past with my future. Well, dependent as always on London transport. <laughs> no, no, no. I was once a lost and lonely child, and many decades later, I'm exactly the same. Destiny decrees that my journey tonight will bring me to a strange and dark place. Even stranger and even darker than the earwax of Satan himself. I'm travelling to Bowbell Cemetery in London's generic East End. Fancy a good time, dear. With those teeth. Ride on, driver. <laughs> a stone's throw from Wolford. <laughs> and that place is bloody cursed. And it's late at night. And it's Halloween. Oh, do shut up. The producer's suggestion. To evoke the atmosphere of a piece, he said. It'll get you out of the house, he said. So that's nice, isn't it? There I'll be joined by SNS returnee Joe Lidster, head writer and one of the producers of Dark Shadows, a spooky TV show from 60s America, now reborn by the magnificent Big Finish Productions. Also, Aaron Lamont, a fellow writer of disturbing literature. OK, let's take a listen and hear what all the fuss is about as we venture into the world of a dark a shadows. <laughs> yes. I am the witch Angelique Bouchard. I will string pieces of his soul across the universe. If you kill me, he won't care. It won't stop him. You want to get back at my father. You want to destroy him. My terms are clear. You give me what I want or else. Those are your terms, yes? They're the only terms, witch. There are monsters walking among us. They have been allowed to roam free, and they are taking our freedom, and they are taking our loved ones, and they are taking our children. Mr. Griffin, I don't know what you think you saw last night, but I am not a monster. I am just another concerned citizen. Extracts from the brand new audio series of Dark Shadows by Big Finish Productions. Well, I've arrived at the cemetery, sheltering from the approaching storm under a very old and very spooky gothic arch, and propping up against a, a very unusual round tomb. If the rumours are true, which of course they're not, in 1600 and Twiddly Two or something like that, the Wicked Witch of the Well, that's supposed to be around here somewhere, Doris O'Stokey Boyle of the Great, lured young men to their deaths and fed on their unmentionables. She also had a shocking case of halitosis from the dawn of Beelzebub's bottom, so I brought my extra strong mints just in case. Anyway, with me, using a couple of gravestones as makeshift seats, nice work boys, are Joe Lister and Aaron Lamont. Taint fit for man or beast. It's bloody cold. Yes, well, they said you'd both be difficult. Give us a spotter's guide to Dark Shadows from the 60s onwards. Dark Shadows is a thing nobody in Britain has heard of. It was broadcast in America, and it was a basically a soap opera that had a gothic atmosphere to it. So they talked about ghosts, characters talked about ghosts, but they were actually sort of... It was, uh, oh, this place is haunted by ghosts, mm. meaning its place is haunted by secrets, yeah. like 
why have you not left the house in 18 years? Yeah. Where's your long-lost wife? That kind of thing. And then it wasn't doing so well in the ratings, and they had a ghost suddenly pop up in one episode because they did lots of people talking about ghosts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And basically in one episode, the boy goes to the old house and a ghost pops out of the painting, does a mm. little dance, goes back into the painting. And the ratings went, ooh, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, and then the boy's long-lost mum turns up and she's a phoenix and she wants to take him into the fire and burn him. Because that's what phoenixes do. And the ratings went, ooh, that's, you know, you know so we're dipping, this is dipping our toe into yeah, it we're dipping right. our toe mm -hmm. into this and people are liking this. And then they brought in a vampire called mm. Barnabas. Oh, madam, if you would, you may tell her that it's Barnabas Collins. And the ratings went through the roof mm. and it became a basically Dalek mania, Beatle mania. <laughs> it turned into this huge, amazing thing in mm. America because basically, we, if you watch it now, you are sitting there watching it going, this went out during the daytime. Mm. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon, opera. wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was but basically- for the kids coming home from school. Kids got yeah. home from school, so it was housewives, kids got home from school, mm -hmm. and they watched, they were watching horror movies that were repackaged as a soap opera. Mm. And, um, and it works brilliantly. The soap becomes the horror movie. Yeah. So it becomes about two characters who basically go back in time or go sideways in time or whatever to investigate the latest wise man a ghost. Mm -hmm. Let's go back in time, find out where he's a ghost, and then he becomes the main character. And there's lots of this stuff. Just, yeah, it's it's bonkers. It wasn't really shown over here, certainly not at the time. I so mean, I, I certainly, I, I only I, became aware of it because of Big Finish. Yeah, mm. exactly, which mm. is a big thing. It's not a thing over here. It just wasn't. Mm. Basically, it was shown in the 90s on a satellite channel called Sci-Fi, uh, if that's yes, a thing, or have I made that up? No, 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 that's, that's, if that's, that's a still thing, a thing. If that's a thing, then that's what happened. Mm. Um, it was shown on Sci-Fi and a few people watched it at the time, including two people who work still work for Big Finish, okay. uh, John Ainsworth and Stuart Manning. And so John Ainsworth said to Big Finish mm. 10 years ago, this could be a thing we could do. And then Stuart Manning did a really good pitch for this would be an amazing thing to do. And for Big Finish at the time, they were doing the Doctor Who audios. They were doing things like the Tomorrow People and Sapphire and mm. Steel. I would be very surprised if anybody who was buying the Tomorrow People or Sapphire and Steel weren't buying the Doctor Who's already. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a the same audience. But was it a big sell to create a, a brand new series of uh, of CDs? When obviously, particularly in the British market, you know, not many people were aware. I think it was a big chance. Jason mm. Hay Gallery took the chance. He right. went, well, I don't know what this is, but there is this audience in America. Mm. Let's try it. Let's mm. do something different. It's become um, a bit of a trailblazer for Big Finish yeah. in mm -hmm. lots of ways. I mean, if you think about it, they're doing Pathfinders now as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, the, all of these things that are not yeah. coming Stargate in. Stargate Atlantis, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the first Judge thing... Judge Dredd? It was the first thing Big Finish did that wasn't aimed at a Doctor Who fan. Right. Um, and it's led to them... I mean, now they just do everything. You know, it's amazing what Big Finish have done mm. over the last oh, it's, sort it's of 10, well 15 years. well-oiled machine, isn't it's it? It's a yeah. well-oiled machine, mm. and they do everything. Mm. And I, But I think Dark Shadows was the first time they went let's do something out of our comfort zone mm. you know Stuart knows this series mm. but let's do something that's not aimed at Doctor Who fans mm. um, it, because I was buying Big Finish at the time and I remember when they announced it and I went I, I've literally not got a clue yeah. what this thing is mm. it's weird because um, it's something that a 
Doctor Who fan would utterly love. Yes. Well, that's it. But, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's absolutely a, massive, isn't yeah. it? And mm. I, I'm only just starting to realise that there was like a film quite recently, and then mm. there, there were other incarnations of it. They tried to kickstart it as a pilot, I think, in 2004. Yes. And there was also a, a miniseries in '94, I think. Yes, I they did a remake in the '90s. Okay, yeah. that was a new cast, was it? New cast, uh, basically remaking the the old '60s cool. soap opera. Cool. So. Obviously, the original cast were in the 60s. I've noticed that a, a, a lot of the same names are now in the new series of CDs. How easy was it to, to get those people on board and all those years later? Well, I think a lot of that is down to Stuart. He, was, um, he met them at conventions. Right. And they are, they're all brilliant. They're mm. lovely. And they all love coming back. You build up a reputation, you know. Poor Maggie Evans. Tormented Maggie Evans, crazy Maggie Evans. And then you wake up one morning and you think, I've had enough. Enough of the violence, the deaths, the destruction. Enough of those creatures. My weakness was always women. That weakness led to my curse. When the moon became full, I became the wolf. I sit alone. I stand alone. I sleep alone. Oh, it looks so perfect. A picture-perfect little town in Maine. White picket fences, the beach, the oh-so-friendly townsfolk, the... But it's not. It's not perfect. Collinsport is a broken town. And, and since Stuart left, we've certainly got more people back as well. They just enjoy doing it. They are great actors. I think what they have is they have that thing that a lot of TV actors have from the 60s of they are slightly bonkers because mm. they're theatre actors and <laughs> doing TV. And, you know, they have something about them that yeah. lends themselves so well to audio that we have with our newer actors, we have to sort of go... You're doing theatre, you're not doing TV. Right. It was a TV show, but you're not doing TV. It's not naturalistic. Mm -hmm. It's not camping it up. It's somewhere mm. in the somewhere, middle. Yeah, absolutely. And um, those actors from the TV series absolutely know it. You mm. watch that old TV series and you're just like... How did there's a wall that? wobbling <laughs> or there's something like that. Or someone's having to, someone's forgotten Eliza's tele, teleprompter, but you yeah. actually look at what those actors are doing and you're going, you're brilliant. Mm. You're, you, you know. You're well, it's like the classic days of brilliant. Doctor Who. It was a different yes. style of acting, exactly. wasn't it? I mean, it was good in its own right, but, but you know. I yeah. think the true believers get it. But do you feel that does translate to audio only? I think it translates really well to audio uh, because... Like I said earlier, it's not TV. It's mm. more like theatre. Dark Shadows has a heightened atmosphere to it. The scripts are heightened, the performances are heightened. We keep it grounded. Mm -hmm. it, it's got to be grounded. You have to care about the characters. But mm. it also, at the same point, if someone's a vampire, we're not ashamed to say they're a vampire. Mm -hmm. It's not, oh, he has a craving for blood. It, no, he's a vampire. That's but, absolutely what But also is. with the soap element, I mean, it seems to particularly, I'm aware of your work, mm. uh, but it, it seems to be playing to all your strengths, you know, the, the fantasy side and the soap side yes. as well. Yeah. And, and I imagine nowadays, if this was made into a TV series, we would have the Collingsport lot, wouldn't we? No, it, absolutely. Um, I think the fact it happened accidentally in the show, mm. or, or almost accidentally in the show, is what 
makes it work so well. Yeah. It's not committee. It's not. There's no committee. There's no executive producer from mm. somewhere going, well, you know, our target audience of 18 to 30 might not get it. The fact it basically almost happened accidentally because of... I mean, the whole show came about because one man had a dream. Mm. He genuinely, Dan Curtis, the, the creator of the show, had a dream one night about mm. a girl travelling on a train and arriving somewhere mm. and, and this, and, and he made that TV show. My name is Victoria Winters. My journey is beginning. A journey that I hope will open the doors of life to me and link my past with my future. A journey that will bring me to a strange and dark place. To the edge of the sea, high atop Widow's Hill, a house called Collinwood. And I think that's why it works so well today, because there's something so joyous about it. You know, it's, mm. it's the one thing I try and do my audio in the audios I've produced, is I've gone, make it joyous. If it's mm. tragic, it's utterly tragic. If it's <laughs> funny, it's brilliantly funny. If it's mm. beautiful, it's really beautiful. It's like, let's actually celebrate not being like modern day TV which is yeah. often committee led or well this is what that target audience would like and mm. and that it's let's actually go for it if we're doing Hammer Horror we're doing Hammer Horror one of the best notes I ever got from Joe was mm. something along the lines of yes do this and make it tragic and make it lovely and make it wonderful and subtle and then three minutes later an email came back saying actually scrap the subtle just just, just go for it go for you know it, yeah. splurge <laughs> on the page <laughs> That's the thing. I, I genuinely think if you're spending money on an hour-long drama, it should be the hour-long drama. It should be, if it's scary, it should be really bloody oh, totally, terrifying. Totally. If it's sad, if it's tragic, if, it, if it's a love story, it should be the most beautiful love story ever. Mm. And obviously we're not always going to hit those heights, but mm. that's what we aim for. You're listening to a spooktacular SNS Online Halloween special celebrating the iconic TV series Dark Shadows, now back thanks to Big Finish Productions and are available to be purchased by going to their website. Dark Shadows also features tracks on SoundCloud by searching there for Dark Shadows DFP. And don't forget our eclectic range of programmes also feature on SoundCloud by searching for SNS Online or MixCloud by searching my name, Nick Randall. Facebook is SNS Online and Twitter is Scratch and Tweet. Ooh, I feel a chill in the air. I should never have come here, but I've got to tell. Have you ever... Have you ever felt like there's literally like, absolutely no hope? You know, like... You know there's no way out. No matter what anyone says, no matter how much they tell you there's something... But there's nothing. There's literally nothing I can do, and I don't even know what's going to happen, but I know that... Oh, God. I know it's over. I know I'm going to die. That's what this town does. It's this town. It's Collinsport. It's... broken. What I like about Dark Shadows is it seems to sort of unpeel very slowly like, an, like layers of an onion. What it seemed to me was very stripped back storytelling and, mm. and the soundscape itself, just, just the whole way it, it's, it's produced, is it, fantastic. 
Uh, the scripts are really, really tight. There's some good performances in it, and it, it, it does lead you on. I mean, there's, there's some real genuine shocks that, yeah. that you, ju you just don't expect, which um, makes me think of Psycho and some of the, the, the classics there. Yeah. Uh, although uh, there was another one reminding me of Ghostwatch, the, uh, the which is your I can't Sarah, think which one that is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we apologise again for the difficulties we've been having. Can't you hear her screaming? If you'll excuse the expression, it seems we have a ghost in the machine. Someone's hurting her. You think I'm imagining it, don't you? Um, the one, the one where Jeff, one of the scripts, I replied, going. I know we want to do something a bit like Ghostwatch. You are actually <laughs> quoting Ghostwatch now. We can't do oh, you that. You must quote it. The programme you're about to watch is a unique live investigation of the supernatural. It contains material which some viewers may find to be disturbing. Did I quote it? I think you did in the first draft. We had, we had to cut some yes, lines. round and round the garden like a teddy bear. I do you like very, 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 very bad first draft. Did Sarah yeah. Green make the first draft? Or? No, Sarah Green did not make the oh, first bless draft, her. I'm afraid. Oh, okay, no, no. okay. She's still in that glory hole. <laughs> Sarah? Sarah? Dark Shadows. So, Bloodlust is the third series of Dark Shadows, and um, it's it's actually sort of one long-running story which has a murder mystery to it. We won't mention any details in case people haven't heard it yet, but the person who is murdered, is, is, it is a real shock at the end of uh, one of the episodes, and then the rest of it is exploring what's going on. Tell me more about uh, the construction of Bloodlust. It came about because... The previous forecast audio ended on a cliffhanger. Mm. So we went, we don't want to, after five years or whatever it was, go, great, now you get the resolution of that cliffhanger. Mm. We want to do something that new people, you know, anybody could listen Absolutely, to yeah. from episode one. So immediately went, well, it's got to be new people arriving in the town. So there's a newly, newly married couple who arrive in the town and they meet people. Mm. And then they get caught up in this murder mystery. And... Um, yeah, and it kind of came about through what's the structure of this thing. Mm. We need a murder. Well, what if we did this and what if we did that? We want to bring that character back. We want to bring those characters back. And we kind of, and then we went, well, it's a murder mystery. Let's do Twin Peaks. Let's yes, do, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm an absolute huge fan of Twin Peaks. Mm. Let's do Twin Peaks. Let's do The Killing. And let's also do a soap opera. So we mm. watched the first episodes of things like EastEnders and um, Coronation Street and so on. And we also watched... Rewatched um, Twin Peaks, The mm. Killing, and so on, and we realised well, the whole. The good thing about murder mystery is it's not actually who done it. You want to know who done it, and that's great. But the great thing about a really good murder mystery, especially things like The Killing, is what was everybody doing? It's finding out what everybody's secrets were. And once he realised that, it was like brilliant. We know what we're doing because mm -hmm. we've got these existing characters. We're creating new these new characters, and basically, it's all about what are the secrets all these people are hiding. Mm. And when the killer is revealed, hopefully, it's a surprise and it's nice and and works. But hopefully you've enjoyed the journey. No, going, absolutely. What it's, are these people's yeah, secrets? Of course. Um, you know, and they get gradually revealed across the series. Mm. Come on. Show yourself, witch. I've travelled a long way to see you. Oh, it's you. I thought I could smell something rotten. 
Why is nobody glad to see me? Didn't you hear what happened last night? The big, bad wolf. Yes. The night I returned to Collinsport. A coincidence. Nothing more. The portrait keeps the wolf at bay? But it's always there, deep down inside, clawing at your heart. Because you Ooh. didn't know Dutch Ellis at all, did you? And we got you to write for it. Well, I knew a bit about it. That, that's the weird thing that... I, because I'm a, I, I'm a big geek, I'm a Doctor Who fan, I yeah, love yeah. all of that stuff. Aren't we all so you've, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you've, got, you've gone through... Because I, I was in Northern Ireland and these things didn't really exist. You were yeah, supposed yeah. to be into them. So I spent quite a lot of time in the local library <laughs> fl- flicking through reference books. So I heard about it and... I'll be honest with you, the, the, it wasn't particularly complimentary stuff, but it seemed intriguing. And all of the stuff that Joe had said about, you know, a vampire is introduced. Mm. The idea that characters would disappear one week, or just because of the practicalities of getting the actor back in to film mm. one scene, yeah, yeah. wouldn't appear and it would be a stagehand on the floor. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was actually James, James, James was doing, I think it was the Dollhouse at the time and had said, oh, there's this thing that I'm working on, and it's kind of like tell a spooky story. And uh, yeah, yeah. Tell a tales of the unexpected. <laughs> How often have we all heard that one? Yeah. And I kind of got into it. And I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't get it at first. Mm. Um, I think it's a slow burner for some people. It I mean, really I, is. I yeah. mean, for me, it was, I, I got hooked on a character. I got mm. hooked, on, hooked on the character of Quentin Collins, who mm. was a ghost initially, and he mm. was trapped in a portrait. But he's a werewolf. Uh, but he's also a complete bastard, and he's an attractive bastard. I mean, he's the kind, he's the kind of werewolf who gets the girls and then rips them into shreds um, <laughs> so they don't talk about it in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cheap date. And I, yeah, I just fell in love with him. I think it was the creeping fog I'd listened to, mm. and I went, whoa, okay, mm. I kind of like you. And I pitched to write for Quentin, and... It kind of went from there, and I've got, my love for it has grown a lot. Mm. I I would class myself as much more a fan of the audios. Okay. I've seen a lot less of the TV series, mm. but for me, that's a good thing. It's a '60s soap, and what Big Finish is doing is not a '60s soap. It's structured slightly differently as yeah, well. Absolutely, it's well, you got have a new you have series, to add, Doctor Who series. You have to add structure to it. to it, so it moves at a much faster pace, mm. and it's can be outrageous at mm. times which is really good fun when I listen to them whenever they're finished sometimes I've only seen parts of the script oh. things like that and I sit and listen and go yeah. I can't believe you just did that <laughs> so I, from that I mean there are like some truly fun. terrifying moments and particularly if you're listening in the, in the dark with earphones on which I was told to by, yeah. by Joe <laughs> it can be quite freaky uh, I'm, I'm not particularly good on those sort of things but I braved it out Dark Shadows With Nick Randall. Ah! All right. Everyone's a critic, love. <laughs> what do you know of Barnabas Collins? Just legends, really. Two centuries ago, a witch turned him into a vampire and locked him away. See you in a couple centuries. I am Barnabas Collins. Are you stoned? They tried stoning me. It did not work. What is the year? 1972. I shall restore the family to its former glory. How soon can the horses be ready? We don't have horses. 
We have a Chevy. This age does remain a mystery to me. He's not staying with us forever, is he? What is your age? Fifteen. Fifteen and no husband. You must put those birthing hips to good use at once. Did the film with Tim Burton cause any copyright problems when you were working on the CDs? We, uh, there were fears. We had fears at the time of, well, you know, is this going to affect our licence? Um, it didn't affect our licence. That's how it surprised so, me, because Tomorrow People was... Uh, <coughs> it's not my sphere at all, okay. licences and stuff. I assume different licence holders have different opinions on things, yeah, but yeah. I also assume there's a difference between ongoing TV series and one-off movie and so and on so radio and you know rights. if you googled tomorrow people you would have found there's a tv series but there's also these audios happening at the yeah, same yeah. time if you google dark shadows it's there's one movie mm. and then there's these audios happening yeah, um, and we're still happening and the movie isn't <laughs> scratch and sniff I, I think your series would make a great TV series. I, oh, mean, I, I do think I would it love would... to see it as a sumptuous. As I said, there should be should be a Collingsport yeah, lot in Elstree. Yeah, Street. I think it could absolutely come back. I think mm. the the thing about it is there's something timeless about it. T- Even in the the original TV series, no mm. one had a TV set. Mm. Even before it went spooky, no one had a TV set. They're they're in a slightly timeless world. Yes. Yeah. And you watch it now. It's the only soap opera that's all available on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, no other soap opera in the world is all available. Well, every single episode. Every yeah, single yeah. episode mm-hmm. exists. Mm-hmm. One episode doesn't exist, it's been reconstructed. But other than that, every single episode exists mm-hmm. and is available on DVD. Have is you guys the seen the whole thing, all of it? I've seen about 80% of it. Okay. The problem is, it's one of those things you you start watching it with someone new mm. and you go, oh, well, I'll, I'll re-watch from there. Mm. Um, so I'm watching it with my boyfriend at the moment and we are still in the bits I've seen before okay. but we're rapidly approaching the bits I haven't seen before mm. uh, it does unfortunately like a lot of TV shows mm. slightly fall off towards the end yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not so great towards the end my confession is that I haven't You've seen any <laughs> of it I have seen of, of course but, I've but you, what's great is but I, and I do think this is an important thing well um, they had that on the horror we, channel didn't they but that's it yeah. Yeah, but also we have the thing of if you've seen a TV series you mm. will get more out of them but they are. You you could listen to Dark Shadows, Blood Dust. You could mm. listen to Beyond the Grave, you know, mm. and you could listen to Beyond the Grave and not have have heard of mm. the words Dark Shadows, and it works. It's a story with a beginning, middle, and end. Every character is introduced. Every character has a you know a reason to be there, and so on. Mm. You do not need to have heard anything else. Mm. You certainly don't need to have watched the TV series. If you aim it at people who aren't fans of the mm. existing thing you end up with a better story because mm. you end up with a story with a proper beginning, middle and end. It's like Russell Davis bringing Doctor Who back. I mean, mm. he, he didn't pander to the fans. He was aware of it because he was exactly. a fan himself. But yeah. he, he wanted a big hit on his fan. Yeah. In, on his, and I uh, think that's, you know, what we've tried to do with this. Yeah. It's oh, certainly, absolutely. I mean, we, a lot of people have described Bloodlust mm. as that. You know, it's a standalone 13-part murder mystery. Mm. And quite a few people have sort of said it's like when Russell brought back Doctor Mm. Who it absolutely acknowledges the past the Mm. past is there it's got characters from the past and everything like that Mm. but you could listen to that first episode of Bloodlust without a clue Absolutely, Dark Shadows exists, and you are launching yourself into a new thirteen part. Well, when I heard the series. first episode, uh, and then I started to read up on the characters, mm. I, 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 you know, the character of Maggie, for example, had gone through so much stuff, yeah. and I was fascinated. To think, my God, this this woman is uh, is a real part of the whole ethos of, of yeah. the thing. But initially, when I heard it, I just thought, oh, she just she just runs a runs a bar. And that, <laughs> yeah. that, that to me was was very exciting. It was yeah. like when I discovered Doctor Who as a child and started to find out more things exactly. about it. Yeah, you know? that, um, that's what I hope. I hope. People mm. listen to Bloodlust. We, you know, Bloodlust has sold very well 
to a lot of people who don't mm. know Dark Shadows. Mm. And I hope when they do listen to Bloodlust, they go, I don't know which characters are new and which ones are old. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Google them all. Yes. And then they suddenly go, yeah. oh, my God, Maggie was in this show in 1966 <laughs> when she was a waitress. <laughs> she's been and through a lot, hasn't oh, she? Oh, she's been through a lot, but oh, the actors. She's had it hard. Scott is amazing mm. and also sounds the same as she did in the 1960s. So yeah, you genuinely... Yeah. If you don't know Dark Shadows, you would listen to Bloodlust mm. going, she's just another actress they've got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's part of the show. And mm. then you go, no, she was actually in the original TV yep. series. Yeah. And, and also, that- it's nice that you're getting actors from the whole Big Finish range to, to be involved with it. So I think Louise Jameson's yes, done some. Yes, she was in my first Colin one. Baker, um, Matthew Waterhouse recently, yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Aaron, you've got Nicola, to... Nicola Brown. Well, oh, yes, yes. For following up from what Joe just said, from mm. a writer's point of view, mm. it's amazing because you've got a whole bunch of characters who have a whole backstory yes. and a whole lot of continuity which you, which informs I mean, what I you're writing. That. I love that. But then you take it in an entirely different direction. Maybe I do that more. I think I think mm. all the writers have different mm. styles of how to do it. Yeah. My idea is, okay, that informs it and then you go and tell a different story. Yeah. 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 And that makes it exciting. <laughs> Where would you like to see the characters go from here? So if you were we are considering more in 2002, I think, Somebody wrote a play featuring the actors as their characters as to where they are in 2002. Mm-hmm. The great thing is, is that our audios are set prior to that. Okay. So we have things to aim for. Uh, which yes. sounds limiting. It's actually not limiting at all because it was done as a one-off. It was, they did a play at a convention. Yeah. The actors did a play at the convention. And is that and considered and canon by the fans? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Um, and... You'd think that would be limiting. It actually isn't. Mm. Because there was that 40-year gap, there wasn't a thinking behind yeah, it. Yeah, so absolutely. Maggie is suddenly running the local asylum. So mm. when we left Maggie in the TV series, she was the governess. Mm-hmm. Now she's running the asylum and going mm. out with Quentin, right. which makes no sense in relation to anything that happened in the TV series. Right. And what's brilliant is that gives us fun stuff yeah, yeah, to slip into our mm-hmm. audios, which, again, if you don't know Return to Collinwood, you don't pick up on at all. You just go, mm. oh, that's the next stage. What that? Oh, that character's mm. decided to become a nurse. Mm. If you do know Return to Collinwood, you're going, ah, oh, it's leading up to that. But it's very so, satisfying to make these things fit, yes. I think. I think it's, I, to me, it's very important. There is a reason Dark Shadows is having a festival next year to celebrate 50 years. Fantastic. There are very few soap operas that have that. Yeah. And there is a reason for that, and that's because it is amazing. Mm. And for all its flaws, for all the actors are looking at teleprompters and there's walls falling over, they are doing... Sounds a bit like Crossroads, isn't it? They were doing... Yeah, but they are. Mm. It's Crossroads, but... You know, a war falls over in Crossroads, it's because mm. a war falls over. Mm. A war falls over in Dark Shadows, it's because somebody's doing a black mass, mm. somebody else is travelling in a parallel universe, somebody else is a ghost. I think it sounds a lot they more are, interesting to me. They are doing all the effects that they did in, yeah. old, Do- in old Doctor Who, yes, but they're yes. doing them live, mm. and they are. Am- and ah. sometimes, sometimes the effects work brilliantly, and you are sitting there watching it going, that's, that's actually amazing. And I just think we have a responsibility to the passion and mm. brilliance of those people who made that TV series at the time. Those actors, yes. the writers, the directors. They had, oh, they did, you know, they, I mean, they had female directors and things, which is oh, rare. Nice. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Violet Wells. Was it amazing live? Was it actually live? It was, it, was, it wasn't, it was done as live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, this is good as. to edit, to make a cut or to edit, okay. they literally would have to stop everything and tapes were in a studio miles away and mm-hmm. it would be physically we have to stop everything mm. go to these tapes in the studio miles right. away cut things and all that so it's it's mm. it's effectively as live mm. um there is a reason it has survived 
and mm. so well, and it's brilliant. My two things are new listeners, mm. come on, listen to a brilliant horror play mm. by a new writer with a new cast, and it's amazing, mm. and you don't need to know a thing about anything around yeah. it. There's that, and then there's also the responsibility to the fans and the people who made it, and yeah. the actors and everything. Absolutely. Because it's, it's just brilliant. Dark Shadows. So guys, thanks so much for coming to this cold, unquiet cemetery tonight to talk about Dark Shadows. It's uh, gratefully appreciated. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't hear that. And of course, neither of you go home empty-handed because you get your celebrity goodie bags, which are here. Ooh. Are these actual, do we get things? Yeah. We're getting actual oh, goodie bags. I thought bags. we were going to have to act on audio and pretend and go, uh, oh. Oh, that's a really, oh my God, it's really heavy. What is it? What the hell is this? It's a blankety-blank checkbook in pen. <laughs> What each? You've actually yeah. given us things. Every celebrity gets a celebrity goodie bag now. Oh. I don't know what that is. A doorbell? No, press it. No, down, down. Oh my god, you can't see. It's still going. <laughs> There's an eyeball just opened and a bright green eye. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it's Halloween, isn't it? So I just thought uh, it was appropriate. What else is in here? What's this? What's oh, that? that's just coffee. That's not scary. Oh, coffee. I don't drink coffee, coffee, but thank oh, you. Oh, well, I'll have it back. No, no, no. no I'll, I'll, I'll have your coffee. My other half will have I'll, it. Swap, I'll, I'll swap you a coffee for this bottle of champagne. I don't drink champagne either. Do you not? Like, no, I'm allergic. Allergic. It's like I've been cursed. I've been cursed <laughs> not, uh, not to be able to drink champagne or fizzy really? wine of any sort. Dark shadows. And I will rip out your heart and feed on your entrails. Sorry, you can do what? <laughs> Aaron, what's the future for you then? Are you going to be doing more writing? Your soul will be consumed by the rancid pig beasts of Beelzebub. Oh, what? You didn't say that, did you? I mean, why would you? <laughs> Can anybody hear that laugh? <laughs> For some reason that reminds me... But it says here in my boy's book of knowledge that the witch from the ancient well of Bowbell Cemetery, you know, the one with dreadful halitosis, uh, the only cemetery twinned with another one far away that must never be spoken about, apparently, feasts on the victim's unmentionables and then forces them to sing nursery rhymes in a really detached and yet scary way for no reason at all. I mean, where do they make this stuff up from? Who twins cemeteries in the first place? Ridiculous. Have you seen where this cemetery is twinned with? What do you mean, you're scaring me? Look at the sign, look at it! Bowbell Cemetery! Twinned with the cemetery of Collingsport! <laughs> You'll die trying to leave? It's all true! Guys! Guys, what are you doing? Why are your hands outstretched? Oh my god, I'm actually backed against the well. The actual well. It's true. It's all true. I want those celebrity goodie bags right this minute. I'll be calling my solicitor about this. Mark my words. No. No! Job done. Mm, tidy. Last orders? Ah, uh, yeah, mate. Well, a lock-in would be great. World's End or The King's Severed Head? Um, what about the Romeo and Juliet? Unhappy art all night. The Romeo it is. Who writes this stuff anyway? Not me, darling. I've written for Tortured. Ow, ow! That really hurt. Guys? Oh, 
all these vast smell. <laughs> Would you care for a mint? <laughs> 